1: I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. What's going on, guys? Happy May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. May it be with us all. Just playing with a little X-Wing here. Uh, I was supposed to be doing some laundry this weekend, but I, every time I'm going to, I always pass by this thing in my closet, and then I just do... <laughs> Like, I just kind of do the whole thing. Uh, also, a special little guy wants to say hello today.
0: Hey, hey, Mr. Gus thing.
1: Crookshanks. Uh, I want to introduce uh, our main guest today. He's an awesome guy. He's an actor, creator of Channel Surfing Studios on YouTube. He created Comedy Crushes Cancer, which raises money for a variety of cancer organizations. As I said before, if you don't like a guy who raises money for cancer, uh, you're a dick. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul Laden. Welcome, Paul. How are you? Having, buddy. Good to see you, Adam. Great to see you too. I like the uh, blue background you got there, cloud. Yeah, I like
0: well, it. What's cool is you. I, maybe I mentioned before, but this is actually connected to you. This is the banner from the show we did together four years ago, Random Acts.
1: Oh, yeah, that's when you could have like theaters with crowds and exactly. like actual humans.
0: Humans used to watch shows, and so. I thought if I, I'm, I'm gonna do this, I wanted to look cool and I wanted to be awesome since it was my first time. And I spray painted sky blue. I love it. I and love it. That was too light. So I sprayed uh, navy blue, it was too dark. And then I found yeah. another blue and I just had enough to blend them all together. We got blues. It, it looks like a whole smurf smorgasbord, Paul. It, it looks fantastic. <laughs> uh,
1: so I wanna thank you for coming on the show today. Obviously, times are a little different. We're talking to you remotely. I find it interesting because we were talking just before the show.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: obviously, in the last two months here, everyone's gotten used to the idea of quarantine. Everyone's gotten used to the idea of social distancing. Um, but you already have some experience kind of dealing with this. And I, I especially wanted to have you on because you are a very positive person. I feel like you've had a lot of stuff thrown in your way, and you tend to do very good stuff with it. So mm-hmm. if you want to just give a little um, highlight here, you've dealt with quarantining, before in the past. I think you said you almost, you did a year and nine months you had to self-quarantine.
0: Yeah, that's why I keep saying this quarantine for me is like a small vacation because my quarantine after recovering from stage four non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, it's a type of blood cancer, was yeah. one year and nine months. And <sighs> specific one year and nine months is one year of nine months in my studio apartment on Venice Beach, essentially not going out occasionally, once every week or two weeks, I was able to walk 200 feet from the doorsteps uh, of my apartment, my studio, down to the beach and back. And Holy moly. Nice. Yeah. And then, so that was the first one year nine months. And then the second one year nine months was attempting to get out, trying to uh, acclimate to regular society, came, mm-hmm. going out maybe once every two months, but keep Think about this. At that time, when I was in my studio apartment for one year and nine months, I didn't have a television. Oh, Uh, man. I had a computer, but I couldn't watch movies. Oh, no. Here's the other thing. I I actually had a flip phone. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So you had to do the
1: long texting thing, where you'd have to press each button like eight times just to get, like, the letter N. Yes. Uh, Well, that's crazy. So did you just read? The whole time did you just make yourself a better person did you just sit and look at the wall like what, what do you did you drink I, I don't know what you would do if like you didn't have tv a great time to just like watch a bunch of stuff it's a great time waster a little bit but mm-hmm. it also makes you feel connected to people but what do you do that whole time to, just to keep yourself sane to keep yourself like positive like because i'm sure you probably had to like you know because everyone just naturally now has just been having you know kind of meltdowns burnouts a little bit they're saying to beware of like zoom fatigue that your brain can shut down after a while just keep things going so what what advice do you have for people out there who might just be going i I have two months of this and i'm i'm going nuts i don't know what else to do what do you say
0: imagination oh that's all i had uh i couldn't read because i felt nauseous uh if i had a television or was able to watch anything online which i wasn't able to It was too difficult for me to concentrate because of the medication, as well as the recovery from the chemotherapy. So I spent most of my time imagining. uh, Yeah. You have old sketches that I had written. We took it all.
1: We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy
0: cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse, carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become?
1: Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2.
0: Play it now with Game Pass. And re-performing them in my mind and essentially editing and rewriting and then thinking, how could I do new ones? Mm -hmm. Uh, Um I did have a notebook where I could put ideas in, but it was more about taking them, imagining them, running them through, and kind of rehearsing them and trimming them so that it came to a point when uh, I started doing sketch. In fact, the first thing I did when I recovered was do a full one-hour sketch show in Santa Monica, at the West Side Eclectic. It used to be called something different, or maybe it's something different now. Mm-hmm. And I used a majority of those sketches that I created in my mind, which I had rewritten so many times that when yeah. I, took them out, I never did a second draft for any of them. Oh, wow. I oh, cool. Dozens of drafts. You were brain, done. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. And no, um, I didn't drink that much. I, I waited until now. So, Oh yeah. <laughs> it, it's not a good idea to mix, I don't know, three or four heavy chemicals that are already running through my body with alcohol at that time. So I saved the really? uh, quarantine drinking for this one. Yeah.
1: As you should, as you should. Well, let's, uh, let's jump right in. Uh, yeah, we're gonna yeah. start with uh, Nikki Nelson is a wonderful Facebook friend of mine and she has a blog called uh, thesinglesociety.com. And so sometimes what I like to do is they're a little feet wet here, talk <laughs> about a bad date. Uh, this was called The Breast Dad Ever. <clears throat> A few weeks into my stint on Match.com, I received a well-mannered message from Evan, a blonde-haired, blue-eyed financial journalist who resided on Long Island. Nice. After exchanging numbers, Evan suggested we get drinks at a charming speakeasy in Greenwich Village, an evening that would result in my worst date fail. Side note, I called it Greenwich Village until I was about 28. While on my way to said speakeasy, I received a text from Evan, Make sure to bring cash. This place is cash only. So I guess he's letting her know right away uh, you're paying <laughs> for yourself. Great. <clears throat> good, good job, Evan. Hmm, perhaps this should have been the first red flag that, hey, I'm a strong, independent woman. I can buy my own drinks, right? When I showed up at 7 on the dot, Evan was at the bar awaiting my arrival. He was, thankfully, just as advertised in his profile pictures and dressed like a dapper young gentleman. All right, so good for him. Because sometimes people show up, they're schlubby, they're 40 pounds overweight. <laughs> That things are different they pick their best headshot from you know 2011 doesn't matter all right here we go the conversation was relatively enjoyable i suppose when we started chatting about the dating app culture in general uh, my old friend i said that given the array of colorful personalities in new york city my dating experience has certainly been interesting uh i've been using the apps on and off for about a year i took a break because i got burnt out but giving it another shot i explained i hear you I joined only a week ago. I just got out of a serious relationship, and I'm trying to get back on the saddle, he replied. While I do appreciate the transparency, it is certainly not ideal to be dating someone who is clearly on the rebound, but I digress. Evan didn't stop there, though. He decided to unleash his pent-up aggression towards his ex-girlfriend as if I were his therapist. Sexy. Evan explained that in a last desperate attempt to salvage the failing relationship, He treated his ex to a breast augmentation, which cost him seven grand. Good for you, buddy. Reach for the breast. The worst part is we broke up before she was fully healed, so I didn't even get to enjoy them, he informed me. Classy, classy guy. Just when I thought this evening couldn't get any more peculiar, Evan ever so casually mentioned that he has two children. Quite the curveball indeed. It was clear to me that this date was definitely over, but I tried to make conversations simply because we had already ordered pistachio-crusted goat cheese balls with a side of truffle fries. That sounds delicious. Mm. And I was fucking starving. I began asking questions about the children that I had no idea existed and if the boob job ex girlfriend was his baby mama. Oh, no. The kids are with my ex-wife, Evan explained. i good to know. Full of surprises. After chatting <laughs> about his kids, Evan mentioned how hard it was not being able to see them. Why, you might ask? Because Evan is significantly behind on his child support payments, hence, bring your cash. So I have to ask, if you can't pay any child support, how were you able to afford a breast augmentation? Well, I borrowed that money from my parents, so that's different. Different? I have no idea what that fucking means. We split the check and went our separate ways. I never heard from Evan again, but I can assure you, I wasn't bothered. So a lot of things going on here, Paul. Uh, first off, wow. uh, you know they say don't have kids to save a failing marriage. I'd say don't have a boob job to save a failing relationship. But uh, that's just me, wow. thoughts.
0: Yeah, well, it's hard because you have this. Everything has a filter, whether it's Instagram or Facebook. Everything has a filter, and it's sort of permeated into people's behavior, where they filter who they are even before you meet them. So. Maybe there could be uh, established a three phone conversation before meeting a series of 10 questions where you get it all out so that you think, okay, what is your religion? What is your financial situation? All these details that just show who you are Mm -hmm. and that way gives you a general idea, Mm -hmm. right? Because maybe someone says, uh, I'm not interested in being with someone who has kids or I have two kids and I would love to be with someone who has two kids. And then you kind of filter out and use a filter in a more positive way, but uh, I don't know That's but tough. again
1: too, it's like you also want that live you know you want to know if the um, if there's any chemistry there you want to know if there's any sexual attention, so you almost do yeah. want to meet up right away and just go, "Can we do this? Can I even sit down with you? can I I don't know because yeah, I mean dating now, especially now when like I'm sure all people are doing are Zoom dates and calling and FaceTimes, <laughs> or there are a lot of people who are just going, I'm healthy, you're healthy, right? So we should be fine. I feel like you're rolling the dice. If I was single right now, I would be going, I think, insane because I love being around people, but you're also then putting that up there with your health. That's a big, it's a big risk now. It's a gamble. So it's like, what's worth that gamble?
0: I wonder what the, the numbers are or the significant changes are in the dating apps. If how they were actually managing if people are not meeting as much or they're meeting. What their- I read, yeah. But,
1: I'm curious. What I read last month was that everyone's traffic was like 30 to 40% up like Bumble, Tinder, OKCupid, okay wow. everyone's just shooting through because now everyone has way more time. But I feel like, too, that's going to, it, it's like everything else, you're going to have more ghosting, you're gonna have more people just dropping what they're doing, not talking to you anymore. Um, That just happened when you could see people, you know, and and you were actually around them. And then you had to, if people didn't want to talk to you anymore, do anything. Now I feel like that's just gonna be way more prevalent where you're just gonna have people. I mean, what I used to do, I used to talk to like, you know, 12 or 15 different women at once. And usually it would be, you know, like between one and 3 a.m. when I was drunk, either messaging on, you know, (laughs) Facebook, Or just like, you know, finding an old number that I'd scroll through because I'd save every woman with like, you know, Britney, Tinder or, you know, Lauren Bumble. So I would just go through and find all the older and I would just I would just send out this giant net of like, hey, what's (laughs) up at like, you know, I'd send out like 30 of those and just see what I got back. It was classy. So uh, anyway, we're getting some uh, single society here. Breast augmentation, do's or don'ts. Paul, you're a good guy. I, I consider you a good person. I consider you to have a good heart. Um, but uh, I have a feeling you're hiding some stuff. I have a feeling you got a little bit of what I have, where I have a really good uh, facade a nice yes. uh, personality going up that people go, oh, that, that guy's never done anything bad. Uh, but I have a feeling maybe y- you have some date stories that you'd like to share. This isn't a uh, well-adjusted Hollywood single. It's horribly Hollywood single. Yes. So please, Paul,
0: take it away. Well, first of all, I've seen your live show, so I know a lot of your dark secrets
1: so <laughs> yes you have
0: you're very kind you're, you're one of the few people i will tell you if i have
1: messaged or if i said i'm doing stand-up or if i say i'm doing this you're one of the few people who messages back and says yep i'll come here i'll do this you don't flake you don't just randomly disappear you're i i consider you you're like 10 percent in la who if i say hey I, I need support for this you're one of the few people who is always there like 10 out of 10
0: so wh- well, whatever I, you're about to say i I appreciate I take it that because I do a lot of fun shows and events. And when 250 people say, yeah, I'm going to check it out. And then 75 people come can be, oh, disappointing. Yeah. so I do my best to be my word. And if I say, yeah, I'm going to go, I just go, I just find a way. Unless there's a circumstance that makes it impossible. Then I just sure. write, Hey, unfortunately I'm not going to make it, but at least there's, it takes such a small amount of time to do this, you know, to say, Hey, I'm not mm-hmm. going to make it. Plus, let's be honest, your stuff is good. I enjoy it. You're a good dude as well. And uh, You're kind, Paul. You're yeah, kind. So, so, You're making my so, May the 4th. Yes, May the 4th. Be with you. So, yeah, I have a few stories. The one that uh, immediately pops into my head is because you did mention uh, dating apps, like uh, yeah. Tinder and this and that. And mm-hmm. uh, I did do t- uh, Tinder for 24 hours. Oh, so nice. On, yeah, it was on Friday. At noon, uh, somebody had to set it up for me. Keep in mind, I was the guy who had the flip phone, so somebody set so. it up for me. Showed me how to be, you know, coy by not yeah. sh- sharing too much, and also mm. never smiling and looking in the photo. Everything has to be like one of those. I'm, I don't even know I'm here while you're taking this photo.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. Slightly I'm holding far. a puppy while I'm, uh, you know, helping out at a homeless shelter downtown. Don't even know
0: that the camera's on me. That type yes. of thing. Oh, yeah. how did I step into this poppy field? Yeah, you know, exactly. I mean, oh, Yeah, that's good. So yeah, really. I thought, okay, I'll give it a try. It was a new on a Friday. Yeah. I had the day off and I sent out three or four and it was immediate. And of course, nice. that's not exactly how it works. My, my experience is kind of the opposite of how people start out. Very interesting person, Kelly, and interesting that you said uh, in your phone, because I just put T, it would be like Kelly T., Oh, Uh, got it. Yes, I would have saved her as Kelly tonight. Katarina T, you know, and that was the only one I saved. So we chatted. It was a Friday. (laughs) And she suggested, hey, why don't we just meet today? Okay, so I popped over to Echo Park for a happy hour. There we go. And uh, I got there. She had taken Uber, Mm -hmm. started chatting. The drinks came. And there was an interesting kind of a flip of the switch. Ooh. Right after one drink, oh, yeah, came this. So, where do you see yourself in, like, you know, like with your heart and your, your passion for life and love? I mean, how do you treat a woman who is a goddess? And, oh,
1: yeah, and she's doing like the drunk guidance counselor mixed with how are you going to worship me?
0: Yes, and for me, oh, fantastic. I, I didn't know what to do because I it was my first time and I just. I'm, and also keep in mind, keep in mind that- What
1: are you going to buy me, Paul? What yeah. are you going to tell me
0: I'm worth? You tell and me right now. Keep in mind, uh, this was everything. shortly after my uh, quarantine of one year, nine months, and then another. So i would kind of been out of Man. society for almost five years. Holy crap. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, it took a while to get back to regular life. And I didn't work for, I think, four, about four years. So I didn't have a lot of social interaction skills- or our uh experiences at that time and i was just coming back i didn't i finally had a, a actual cell phone and it was just odd and interesting to be out amongst people you know and so this totally. is my first experience Whoa. and uh so the last drink that the end of that drink comes you know i finished that first drink and i politely use my non uh social app skills, because I don't know how you're supposed to end these things if it's not working. Are you just up sure. front and say, yeah, we're not a match. Hey, let's call it a day. So I said, hey, it was really wonderful spending time with you. Uh, I had an interesting uh, evening. You're really fun to chat with. Uh, you know, let's, uh, let's just call it a night. And mm-hmm. as I was saying that, she did one of these. With and the bill? The guy brought two more drinks. Oh, she's not done. No. Oh, she's ready to go. She was ready to go. And I gotta so- say,
1: though, I, I'm surprised because if you've spent almost five years, you know, in captivity, you haven't been back in the wild, I would be getting wasted and just go, I'm getting laid, no matter what. Like, tonight, I don't care how bad it is, just short of if she shows up with a swastika on her arm,
0: <laughs> and then, I,
1: then I gotta back it up because those are things I'll never be able to explain one day to my grandmother in heaven. But yeah. No, I just, I would just be like, I'm getting late. I don't care. That she can be as crazy as she wants to be. I don't give a shit. If I'm two seats to the wind, I'll, I'll figure it out tonight. So no, it's that. But
0: you, you, you're controlled.
1: Yeah, you're, well, maybe, you're, that you're been,
0: maybe that would have been phase two. I was probably, I was, I was starting in phase one of just how do I have social conversations again? Or just talk to people. Yes. Uh, or how do I just chat with women and also people's behavior? Had changed mm-hmm. in a five-year period because there's so much uh, going on with computers and phones, and uh, so a lot of people are, tend to be a little bit all over the place, a little more. Early. Yeah. So I had been in a place it was almost like a Zen meditation. So here I am at a bar, and I'm having a conversation with someone, and someone taking their phone and going, you know, this kind of thing. And I, I at first I thought, oh my gosh, is there a fire in the back? Because Yeah. Or uh, (laughs) are you expecting a a message from the home care that where your parents are? You know, it was it was an odd thing. So maybe I was in phase one, just figuring out phase two. Yeah. Or any level code level, yellow code level. You red. I don't know. Yeah. That might be a great. Yeah. The second drink she finished hers very quickly. I still had half of mine and I went to the restroom, came back and that half was gone. Uh so, she drank yeah she drank yours from the bathroom she drank yours <laughs> yes
1: oh my god this is amazing please yeah. tell me she was
0: like a kindergarten teacher or something I working know. with little kids that well, would make sense i heard this is what i remember was she helped people organize their closets oh yeah uh now i don't know if that was a euphemism for something to do with the lgbtq community i don't I know, know. I don't know what that is. But, you know what? But they say that it's the shoemaker's kids who
1: always go barefoot. You know what I mean? So she might be good at really organizing stuff, but when it comes to her own stuff,
0: yeah, she doesn't know. So oh, actually, yeah, she would look at people's closets and shelves and find out how they can organize it and put it together to get their lives in order. I do that for free on the weekends, but I just annoy my fiance. And she says, "Please don't touch that stuff. That's my stuff." And I have to go. Oh, right. That's my. That's how I <laughs> that's, ordered it. And man, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So this, I came back from the bathroom. This, my half of the drink was gone, and she said, "I'm going to use the bathroom real quick. Go ahead and get that check, and then we'll leave." Oh yeah. So I don't know what "we'll leave" means because she that means you might go back to her place. That's what that means. I don't know. So and honestly, she said, "So innocent, Paul. You're so innocent and good. You're so sweet." She said, "I took an Uber and I." a little bit, maybe in this situation, uh, I, I said, who is that? <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> I thought it was our German cousin <laughs> visiting for the weekend or something. Yeah, I'm here to give you a ride. Cousin
1: Uba goes to MIT, yeah. You know yeah, I mean? go for hot dates. That's you know. great. She wanted you to take her back home.
0: She wanted, or maybe go by your place first, you know? I don't know. So the bill comes to me, I pay it. And, and you know, in my world, you, ha- If you sit with someone and you're yeah. getting to know them, it's a mm-hmm. date, you pay for the first beer or drink, whatever it is, and if that person is interesting, interested in continuing the evening, they would generally suggest, why don't I get the next drink? Meaning, I like you. Let's continue. And that's my experience. And that's how I've functioned. Sure. It's not a matter of who's paying, but about who's initiating, is this continuing? Uh yes. very good yeah so uh i pay the bill she comes out doesn't sit down and says okay let's go and i go outside and i said well i'm parked over there and she said can you drop me off at home i'm a mile away i and in my brain i'm thinking i'm gonna drop her off you know oh yeah that's what she says drop her off maybe i'm too literal so we're driving and she's sitting like this the entire time not saying anything No conversation, no nothing, and I'm asking, so uh, when you organize the closets, do you uh, look at the clothing first, or the boxes, or, you know, oh my God, I was asking. Paul, you're
1: such a good guy. You're (laughs) such a good guy, Paul.
0: (laughs) Every open-ended question. So, you know, if there are boxes in there, do you combine them, or do you, you yeah. Yeah. So she says, oh, it's at the top of this hill, was right around the corner from Echo Park, uh, Franklin or something, I forget what that area is called. And as I'm pulling up to where she lives, you know, she's, oh, it's right up there. As I'm, the, the wheels are still rolling, and I reach down to pull the brake. I've almost stopped. She undoes her seatbelt and pops out of the car before it stops. Oh, yeah. And for a moment, I really thought, is she going to tuck and roll? Oh, yeah. yeah. I out, just That's it.
1: So and she then, asks for a ride home, doesn't want to talk to you, then just somersaults out of there. Yes. She's got a couple drinks in her, including your finished pint.
0: Yes. So oh, man. Kelly. She, she sprints to the door, which is funny to see someone sprint in high heels. I mean, it just never looks right. Yeah. Nope. Upstairs, sprints. Doesn't turn around and give a polite gesture of waving or thank you or anything. So She was done. Uh, she was done. And then... Uh, so I just said, Oh, first adventure. That was wild. You know, I go home, go to sleep. I crash, I wake up and I check on my new iPhone. Cause I'm hip and cool. I have an iPhone at that time. Right. A new one. I finally got one and there was a message from her. Now it wasn't a voicemail. Cause now you can actually record it. At, hit text memo? Yeah. Yeah. And it's a maximum three minutes at three oh, minutes. Whoa. It cuts you off. So I look at my phone and I have seven of them. Whoa. Full three-minute ones? Yeah, full three-minute ones. So you have 21 and
1: minutes of text to talk.
0: Yeah, so I started listening, and I started listening, and I'm going through it. And of the 21 minutes, I only remember a small portion. And I'll, I'll finish with this. What she said was, if I can't love a man like you, I can never love anyone. Oh. Leave Tinder. They don't deserve you. That was it, that was my, and that was around 11 o'clock in the morning and then at 12 o'clock is when I deleted it, so I had that full 24 hours, so that's my-
1: Leave Tinder, they don't deserve you. They don't deserve you,
0: so- Wow. To to her, yeah.
1: Dude, I gotta give you credit. Do you have a
0: maximum or minimum when you were dating what you'd spend on a date? No. you felt comfortable with? No, not at all, not at all. I do feel like, it's a get-to-know-you phase, which means mm-hmm. dinner can be difficult because there are lots, there's lots going on at dinner and ordering, and I don't know, I feel like a drink or even a coffee. Yeah. What I noticed uh, at that time is there were lots of movies about the Craigslist killer and, oh. and boyfriends coming and stalking and stealing their identities. So I stopped asking or requesting to meet for a drink I said, "Hey, let's grab a coffee during the day." There you go. Yeah. So that's what I started doing uh, during that time, and I found it to work a little bit better. And it, people's guards were a little lower because it's a coffee shop. Yeah. And you also get a coffee that's near a park. Uh, going back, you can walk around. You can walk around. It's a different environment when you're you're there. So for me, it's not mm-hmm. about money. It's more about the investment of the communication. Of where you're at and then maybe the second one you meet for a drink and then after that you could do a happy hour and then it goes from there oh well, you're very nice for me it was a lot of times about the money paul and i i, I put that up up front
1: i said if you expect me to pay more than 50 dollars we're gonna have to talk um whoever you think you are but uh yeah it's, it's it's about the kids so um all right so that's a great story was there another story or relationship
0: uh that you wanted to talk about well, there was one which is totally completely different. And, and this, you know how you mentioned earlier Shakespeare being in quarantine inspired several uh, yeah, plays, right? Well, Just hearing about that, yeah. Yeah, one of my more popular sketches, which is not on YouTube because of music copyrights, but as far as when I show it at screenings, it's one of the more popular. This one dating situation created that. And this Ooh. was uh during a time when uh people in the lgbtq were being allowed to have same sex marriages and then they were it was removed and then the law was passed they could get married and then government uh, the state said yes and then you know it was just a yeah. unusual time right and it just so happened i met someone uh this girl her name was coco which was a nickname for what i don't know coco uh, great name yeah uh, she was indigenous. Some people may say Native American, mm-hmm. uh, and she had these amazing, really beautiful, like flowing outfits. You know, it's like a Ooh. almost like a painting. You know, uh, this garb and these beautiful uh, decor. Oh, I almost said decorations. Uh, you know, just everything about her was really fascinating. And Cocoa hair. dark, like dark hair, just kind dark of dark hair, very... dark skin. Yeah, yeah. I the and, picture. Yeah. And, uh, very slender, you know, very slender. Um, so again, we went out for a coffee. We happened to meet somewhere where it's near a coffee shop and then we went for a coffee. And then another time we went out for a drink and then there was a group gathering. I invited her Mm -hmm. and we're all there just having a good time. And we're just really getting along and really connecting. And, and I thought, Oh, wow, this could be my first real relationship after my recovery. I mean, Everything about her is just fantastic. You know, we had not reached any real intimacy, you know, just holding hands and caressing up. Yeah, when it's nice, when it's innocent, when just holding hands is like that that
1: electricity that goes between your hands. There's something special about that.
0: Yeah, and so we're at this party Mm -hmm. uh, and then she goes to the restroom. My friend comes over and says, who's that? And I said, oh, that's Coco. We've been seeing each other for a couple of weeks and I got to tell you, Wow, man, there is a connection. And he, and he says, oh yeah, I know Coco. I know Coco. Coco's a, uh, my, my sister's friend. I said, really? Yeah, uh, Coco's a dude. Oh, no way. What do you mean? I said, no, no, no. I, Coco's a, what, what, what do you mean? He says, yeah, yeah, Coco's a, Coco's a guy. I mean, you haven't, you, and I said, no, we haven't been intimate in, in, in any way. Uh, and she had these flowing clothes, so I never could actually, she wasn't, you know, cleavage type person. And uh, and he says, oh, wow. yeah, he's a dude. I, I know Coco. And then she comes back and Coco says, hey, and knows my friend. Yeah. And it was at that point, you know, the evening was wrapping up. Uh, her friends actually came by and she left with them because they were going to go do something. And I left with another group because we we're going to go see a late night show. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of- Where do you go from that. there? Where Why? do you go from there? It's what do you like, say? Uh,
1: I don't even know what's what's allowed to say. I'm a straight white guy in 2020. So I've just learned to be very, you know, just say if I don't know certain things, raise my hand, ask a question. Yeah. The correct pronouns, make sure like, however they'd like to be, you know,
0: uh, called in, in whatever uh, pronoun you use. But yeah, like, what, so what, what'd you do? Where'd you go forward? I didn't I didn't know what to do. I. I just want yeah. to be sensitive to the situation because it, it could be if a person is highly sensitive to their situation and has to oh, inform sure. that to you. Oh, yeah. Then my response could adversely affect how they continue their relationship. So, right. so we continued to chat, and then we were going to meet Friday, and we got together, and obviously, I was. Kind of perplexed I didn't know what to say I didn't know what was going on yeah uh, and um and she was behaving strangely and I thought okay is it me am I projecting that because I'm off and I receive this information and how do I approach it and what do I say and how do I respond if you have feelings for someone you know maybe sure maybe it's me maybe I don't know so Coco says, uh, there's something I need to tell you. And I thought, oh, here we go. Here it is. Uh, and I just told myself, okay, I'm just going to open my mind, my heart, and just listen and go with whatever happens and try to come out the opposite side the most positive, the best way I can. Sure. So Coco says, it's taken me a while. Uh, and this has nothing to do with you. And for a moment I thought, it's not you, it's me, or but I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. It's taken me a while, she says, to understand who I am and where I am with my identity and my sexuality. And I want you to know it has nothing to do with you. But I realize I'm a lesbian. Whoa! My friend was screwing with me. <laughs> i don't know where this was gonna go
1: because i i never hear the stories ahead of time because i want it to be as like real as possible and reaction so she's a lesbian and the friend was screwing with you saying that she was a guy which is really not and you kind of bought it and went ahead with it this sounds like a uh yeah who's on first seinfeld situation (laughs) where you're thinking oh they're gonna say this you're like i get it and i yeah because you're like it's not that i I'm nothing against you personally. I'm just, uh, you know, however you best navigate what you're about to say. Yes. As everything's, you know, recorded now and and put back in your face on full display. Or someone can go into your Twitter from 10 years ago and (laughs) talk about how terrible of a person you were. But, uh, oh, that's interesting. Wow. Oh, my gosh.
0: Not what I expected.
1: Did you start laughing? What did you say? Did you say, by the way, this guy said that, you know, you might be a guy. So I didn't know if you were transitioning. I didn't know where... How to say it. I mean, the, the, you know, the flowing clothes. Oh my God. Yeah. You
0: know, I didn't even mention that because I realized I've been duped by my friend who was so hilarious. He still laughs at me today. He still sends me texts saying, Hey, my, my, I have a brother who, my friend's <laughs> brother is in town. You want to go out with him for a drink or something? You know, <laughs> oh my God. It's so funny. I laughed because uh I just, this my, is amazing. I just believed him, but no, I didn't say anything to her because I knew that in itself was, a challenge for her, a difficult a moment. Sure. So I just said, oh, I totally understand. Uh, and, and if that's who you are, then you have to celebrate it and be that and uh, 100% uh, behind you. And let's let's still hang out. Let's have our yeah. Time. Let's still chat. And then she told me her story about growing up and all of this and, and how in her community it's not really accepted and this and that. And so it was a really sure. nice and positive e- evening.
1: Well, see, you're a positive, well-adjusted person. I have a feeling I would have gone a bit more the Ben Affleck of Chasing <laughs> Amy route where I just would have heard I'm only into women and I would have gone, oh, got it. But I might be the first guy because I'm pretty special. <laughs> my mom told me every day I'm a special little soldier. I might uh, just be able to crack this code, but um, that's great. What you really, uh when you did there, it was funny. I didn't know, uh, could you see I was, I, I didn't know what to say. I didn't literally, you stopped me in my tracks. I literally did not know the next thing to say, the best way to go about it, I'm, just,
0: I'm like, sure. Uh, that, that was me in person. Your response oh. was what I was thinking inside. But then imagine the first person or the first person you ever share that with, maybe yeah. my response could have an indelible effect, uh, a ripple Yeah,
1: effect. that's a big I, I I don't want that responsibility. I don't want to be responsible for how you're going to deal with stuff down the line. <laughs> I don't want to be like, man, I'm just picturing it off right now. Just if I have kids someday, like how I'm going to, you know, tell them things and let them journey out into the world, but to be responsible for like an adult as a reaction, how they see things and then how they extrapolate that 10 years down the line. I know I'm putting my bags down, Paul. Um, wow. Well, great stories. Thank you That's for sharing coco. with us. That's cocoa. That's cocoa. Chicago, Yeah.
0: I uh, see. This cocoa. is what
1: my friends would have done. It's like, hey, did you go out? Yeah. She like you? Nah. She's like, uh, she likes girls. Ah, she's a cocoa. Yep. She's a cocoa. She's a
0: cocoa.
1: Well, <laughs> hey. Sometimes you cocoa, sometimes you don't.
0: Sometimes um, you cocoa, sometimes you don't. Sometimes sometimes you
1: cocoa. Sometimes it's <laughs> oh, boy. so boys, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're we going to head over to the next uh, segment here. Um. I'm uh, looking at, uh, we're going to play some red flags. Now this is red flags quarantine style, which means I'm going to read to you three different red flags about somebody dating. And then you're going to tell me back the one red flag you could not deal with in quarantine. And by the way, these are new things I'm learning like just like with my fiance, we got engaged in November. And this whole quarantine I think has been the best test of like, and you're, I mean, you live with your girlfriend, right? So Mm -hmm. you're, I mean, you're seeing like, when you really have no, when you have no place else to go except your own living situation, you learn a lot really fast (laughs) about just, you know, how you deal with things, how they deal with things, how, you know, sometimes it, it is very possible to talk and just, cross the lines at the same time you're you yes. know you're you're one person's thinking about one thing another but um I will say I'm uh I, I know I, I drive my fiance crazy sometimes because uh you know I'm a bit of a, a conundrum of sorts but uh she's the sweetest and most wonderful person ever so yes. I'm gonna me sweetheart and she is right she's yeah. a sweetheart man yeah. she's, she's a great cool. girl wonderful good call, good call. Thanks, thanks, man. It's <laughs> the best call I ever made in my life. Never looked back. <laughs> Woo! That was it. I'm, after that, I'm done. I don't care, Whole peat. rest of my life could be a screw up. It could just be a total, I bungled that, but he married Wright. Um, okay, so I have this. Wright's erotic lassie fan fiction. Okay. okay interesting. <laughs> uh, is allergic to all of your favorite foods. Now, for the record, my Amy does not eat, uh, she doesn't like peanut butter, and she doesn't eat pork, so she doesn't, she doesn't eat bacon. So if I ever have peanut butter or bacon on something, I'll order bacon, and she won't eat it. So it's not necessarily a bad thing, setting my little thing. So no peanut butter bacon sandwiches. Yeah, exactly, no peanut butter bacon sandwiches. Yeah. You got it. And then finally, <laughs> uh, afraid of sunlight, which I think we're all, you know, distinctly pale right now. Yeah. Um, so I have, is allergic to all your favorite foods? writes erotic lassie fan fiction or is afraid of sunlight you had to pick one of those three which one would you not want to deal with right now in quarantine well i think we don't have to worry about the sun because we're
0: already in quarantine we can yeah, remove dude, that one,
1: maybe i should have just removed that <laughs> I, I i picked randomly but i don't want to like
0: manufacture it so i just picked three i hadn't seen before so i'm gonna God. remove that one because you know there is a limited amount of sunlight already <clears throat> doesn't even matter now, the allergies is something that's out of her control. Right. So, so that's not fair, you're saying. Well, yeah, because the Lassie, erotic Lassie fiction, may be a sign of other issues, which, you know... True. If maybe you guys are having sex and she wants you to bark... Right. Or, or laugh,
1: she wants I to pretend know. like she's a little girl trapped in a well, and you have to, like, go and run help and,
0: like, bark a bunch exactly. of times. So that might be a sign of bigger issues, but... If she's allergic to the food that you like, then on a positive note, you never have to share.
1: No, but
0: then it's like, that's a double-edged
1: sword because she goes, oh, you ordered that. Great, because you know I can't have any. I feel like there is something sweet, even if guys don't want to share, that we get something that we know that our counterpart will like because then at least they go, oh, well, that's sweet. You got some for us. She just, Amy thinks I'm a dick. She calls me out on it. Like, so if if we're ordering pizza, and she'll be like, Oh, like, would you get like a slice? I'm like, Yeah, I got this and bacon. She's like, Oh, so I can't eat it. I'm like, Well, I, I didn't realize, I didn't know you'd be. And she's like, Yeah, yeah,
0: great. I'll just get a plain cheese. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for thinking of me. I'm like, oh, yeah. Shoot. Well, you can so, always order, maybe let's say, a main course and an appetizer. That's and true. One of those two, the person can eat some of it.
1: You know what? It's funny. I got this uh, story the other day because we were FaceTiming with my parents. Uh, I will say one of the things positive to come out of this is i I facetime much more now with my parents i can talk to them each week and i was reminded we went to huntington beach uh for like our second it's our second date we had gone out the weekend before and we were in huntington beach and we're at the seafood place and i get the lobster bisque and i get this soup and i taste it and it's barely lukewarm barely so i call over the waiter i'm like hi i'm so sorry can you really just nuke this bad boy up or I just want you to blast it with fire. Like just really, I, I want it hot. She was like, yeah, of course, right away. Brings it right back. The plate feels a little warm. Uh, and it's still lukewarm. So I call him back over. I'm like, I- I'm so sorry. I, I promise I'm going to tip. I, I work, I work in food and beverage. I get it. I want this piping. I want you to feel afraid. Like I'm going to sue you. That's how hot it is. And she told me, because I use the adjective piping, and I sent it back like two or three times. She was like, if we had, if that had been our first date, I would have not gone out with you again because you were so adamant about the suit. And I was like, but I was polite. I said, please and thank you. I said, I'm I'm gonna tip. She's like, no, she's like, you're a great tipper. She's like, but because you said piping, I just didn't think I could do it. And I was like, all right, so anyway. Trigger word. Uh, trigger word. We're gonna sure the are So we're gonna move on real quick. Um there, You've heard of uh, F. Mary Kill. We do a oh, little yeah. differentiation here. We do date-dump-divorce. So, Paul, real quick, go. give me your date-dump-divorce uh, theme is classic women of comedy. Joan Rivers, Lucille Ball, Lily Tomlin, date-dump-divorce. Which?
0: Okay. I'll give you I'll, 10 seconds. I'll date Lucille Ball. Oh, you already uh, know. I'll divorce, or I'll dump Joan Rivers. Ah, uh, Joan because she's no longer with us so uh, okay easy to dump someone who's no longer with us and who's the third who's who's the Lily th- Tomlin okay uh, I'll divorce her because uh I'm already with someone I'm already dating someone so I think it's best that have I- right. I have You to have to
1: divorce. And maybe you can have like one of those arguments you know that she had like in uh what's it's like on YouTube right like a Lily Tomlin what yes. was it I heart Huckabee's with yes, that exactly. is it yeah uh,
0: just have one of those crazy screw you screw you. Just end of the relationship. Definitely date Lucille Ball, uh, even though it's a different time period from what I've seen on the behind the scenes. Dating her would be fun. She'd be a nice, sweet redhead. (sighs) Please come on. There you go. Um, I always look like I'm tan if I'm with her. And uh,
1: real (laughs) quick here uh, let's imagine um, there's like a magic door that you can walk through, okay? Uh And if you walk through this door, you come face to face with your 18 year old self and you have
0: 90 seconds, what would you tell yourself at 18? Learn more about interpersonal communication and finances. Interpersonal communication is the key to everything, whether you're dealing with difficult people, motivating people, and recognizing people's strengths and weaknesses, because everything Mm -hmm. comes down to your interpersonal communication, and finances, because things are so much easier with money, and I don't need the whole 90 seconds. (laughs) And that's it. <laughs> By the way, invest in Google. Um, <laughs> and invest right. in Google, Yahoo, maybe a thing called <laughs> Amazon, and not the forest.
1: Right? Not the. Oh man, dude, Amazon now. Can you believe it? That we're we're surviving on Amazon. Can you imagine if this had happened in the '90s, before Netflix, before Amazon, before just you'd be so much more. It's like when when you saw quarantine, you'd have a flip phone if you had a flip phone at the time. And you'd have Yahoo Messenger talking to people. What else would there that,
0: be? Yeah, at that time, my Amazon was uh, calling my friend and saying, please bring me $50 of groceries from Trader Joe's. <laughs> and two days later, I opened my eyes and the food is there. And I never even remember seeing the person. I don't know what day it was, when they came, but I just have $50 worth of food in the fridge. <laughs> and
1: you were no longer wearing your clothes.
0: Exactly. Periodically. Periodically, Periodically.
1: yes. Well, and Paul, real quick, why don't you give us uh, the handles, uh, stuff where we can reach and see you at because you have fantastic things. I want to remind everybody again, Channel Surfing Studios, Comedy Crushes Cancer, where can we find you and look you up? Because you're doing great things.
0: Thank you. Uh, The best way is Channel Surfing Studios, the website, which is ChannelSurfingStudios.com, because anytime you click on the videos, it takes you to YouTube anyway. Okay. So Channel Surfing Studios, and if people forget, You type in my name, and the first thing that comes up when you type in Paul Loudon is Channel Surfing Studios.
1: Oh, fantastic.
0: Yeah, so Paul Loudon,
1: Channel Surfing Studios. Uh, Mm -hmm. I want to thank you for being a guest today, for talking about some bad dates, for keeping (laughs) a positive outlook on things. I think you're absolutely fantastic. My best to you and Carolina as we keep moving forward here and find our way back to some semblance of normal or what our new normal will be um before we leave i just would like to leave uh with a little quote today as we do also again uh happy may the 4th may the 4th be with you also guys don't forget sunday is mother's day so it's monday why don't you get ahead of that put a card in the mail uh go on you know 1-800 flowers do something sweet for moms i guarantee you, if you can't be with her and give her a hug personally she's gonna be missing you all the more this year here's the quote i want to leave everybody with Dating is like going to the grocery store each week and only finding the generic rough toilet paper to buy. Dating in L.A., same thing, but the rough TP is actually sandpaper. My name is Adam Carr. Once again, I'd like to thank Mr. Paul Lahn for joining us, for Brianna for being a wonderful producer here with AfterBow Studios, still going very strong into this quarantine and pandemic. My name is Adam Carr. I'd like to remind you all, stay horrible, stay single. Hey, we don't judge.